Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. The room upstairs looks like any child's bedroom. Toys are lovingly arranged on chairs and on the bed in easy reach, ready for play. Downstairs, there is a doctor's surgery, clean and tidy, awaiting the patients for the day. There is also a schoolroom for students, but the children, patients and students that roam these rooms are not the people you would expect to be here. They are all dead. This house seems to hold a special connection to many souls that still roam freely inside of it for the last 150 years. So why do many visitors sense such a feeling of uneasiness? And why are these spirits still here in the first place? What or who holds them in this house? Hi, my name's Renata. Oh, and I'm Anne, and we welcome you to this week's episode of the True Hauntings Podcast, where Renata has picked a great place to visit. Where are we going? Florida. Florida, USA. Florida. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is true hauntings. So that's what happens when Anne isn't concentrating and is fluffing around in the background. I didn't realise I had another line to say there, which Renata had very uh, nicely crafted for me. So I'll give it to you now, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm Anne, and in this episode, we will take a walk through the most haunted house in Florida in the <laughs> USA to find out all about this very special home. There you go, Renata. I've done it for you now. Don't you be fogging up your glasses before we even start, woman. Oh, How's your week just, been? That's awful. Welcome back it's to just, the studio, <laughs> Renata. <laughs> that was awful. I know. I did it deliberately. Oh. <laughs> so we've had a great week. Oh, we're going on, oh, are we? Oh, we are going on. 
That's gold. We're leaving that in. We're learning now that we leave this stuff in for you beautiful people. Because then the the next day you're all telling us, oh, my God, that was so funny. We loved it. So there we are. All right. What have we done this week, Renata? Oh, not much. Not much. Uh, we did have a live reading, a live podcast reading in Maitland Jail a couple we of did? nights ago. Oh, my God. It was so exciting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And look, we did. I have to say those lights and the way the laser grids and the red lights all came up. If you have a look at some of the photos on uh, the Anne Renata Frightfully Good page, you will see how awesome the jail looked. It did. But it was very well received, apart from the fact that we all froze our bits off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very cold. It was one of the cold oldest evenings of the, of the year. year. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've got snow up in the Barringtons. We don't get snow in our area, and the Barringtons is about two hours away from us, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. and they had snow there. Mm-hmm. And apparently they had to close some roads because of the snow. Ah. Yeah, so that's where we get the cold drifting down to us. And, of course, we're right at the very end of winter, mm-hmm. and now it snows. And no one was ready, even though we said to everyone, yeah. bring something warm. No one was ready. They they froze their bottoms off. And I was getting to the stage I was starting to, you know, when you, you start to shake in these, start to shake. Yeah. Shake you that cold. So I had thrown my big long parker under the table just so it was out of view. And uh, when the lights went down at one stage to show a clip on the screen, I very quickly grabbed it, pulled it up over my knees and thrown it over Renata's knees as well. And I think it saved us. Oh, it was beautiful (laughs) under that parker. Yeah. But we've also got a big week coming up. Yes, we do. We've got Maitland Jail tonight. Yes. And then we're going to Dubbo tomorrow. Yes. We've got to come back from Dubbo. Now, Dubbo is about a five-hour drive. And uh, then we've got the Spooky Sundays radio show. Uh-huh. So we're going to Southwest Rocks. And we can tell everyone now because uh, it will be out by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were invited by Jeff and his team from Crossroads Paranormal. Uh, if we'd like to come and, and have a look at the jail, we went, hell yeah. And he was a bit surprised that we said, hell yeah, <laughs> we were up for any sort of investigation. So on Monday, we drive three and a half hours up to Southwest Rocks and we'll stay the night there. We're going to take Steve. He's going to hold a camera for us. And uh, then we've got to drive back again. And then what happens on Wednesday after that, Renata? Oh, and then we go to Gloucester. We go to Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> messages from spirit yep and um then we collapse in a heap somewhere yeah and then mm. the following monday i drive up to the snowy mountains for a holiday yeah. maybe by myself because my husband's just too busy to go let's not talk about that auntie Anne will get cranky mm. uh, and renata won't come with me because she got to work i've got to work <sighs> yes sorry that's right i'll take the puppies on my own mm. we do have the dogs here in studio with us so if they suddenly erupt because the postman's at the door um yeah, we'll just pretend it's demonic. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else to tell? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we're ready to start with this story. All right. Oh, just one other thing. I want to give a shout out to our um, street team who are helping share the uh, the podcast and the things around the place and to Emmy, our PA, and also to our team of supporters and volunteers that are working in the background all the time, helping us do what we do. Yeah, generous people. And our Patreons, the yeah. Grand Poobars yep. and the Parastalkers. We love you all. Let's get on with the show. You've just arrived at another day for work at the May Stringer House and Museum in Brooksville, Florida. You've been assigned the menial task of cleaning and appraising a couple of ancient dolls that lie in rest in a crib in one of the bedrooms on the second floor. All goes well. You take the dolls away, get their dresses cleaned, and the appraisal goes much better than expected. All in a day's work. 
You return to the house to greet your fellow volunteers and to put the dolls back in the crib. You climb up the front set of stairs, round the corner, and stand in the doorway to the child's bedroom. What you see stops you in your tracks. You don't dare take another step. You scramble back down the stairs in a flustered rush to meet your fellow volunteers to try and explain what has just happened. You spit out a series of nonsensical words in inviting strange stares from your friends. They decide to come back up the stairs with you to see what all the fuss is about. They stop in their tracks at the threshold before them. The crib in which the dolls were originally resting has been dismantled and pieces have been violently strewn across the floor of the bedroom. Not a living soul has stepped upstairs while you were at the appraisers. What happened? Who did this? The docent of the house makes her way upstairs and says with a nonchalant shrug, Oh, well, that's just Jessie May. Don't remove her toys from her room and there shouldn't be any more issues. Well. Thank you for sending me that story. That, that was great. That's an awesome story. That was from medium.com, my history pro- 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 project <laughs> blog, back, backslash may dash stringer dash house dash 1396B3AFF9A5 for those who would like to go and research it. <laughs> Oh, no, we had somebody who would like to uh, find our sources. So, I mean, oh. we generally do uh, say where we get all our information from. Now, we, we have to again say to people, we don't do the interviews of these people. We gather information from all the various pages. We dig down and we try to find stuff. <laughs> Stuff yes. that's interesting. Good stuff. Stuff that's interesting. Now, stuff how did that you hasn't go? stuff that hasn't been said a thousand times. I did poorly. Oh, you're a bit stressed, are you? I, I did poorly. Who suggested this topic, Renata? I, I did. Good on you. You said this'll be an easy one. Yeah. There's lots of ghost stories. There's lots of history. Yeah. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, Come no, on, spit no. it out. <laughs> and I said, you're too late now. Mm. I've got my stuff. I've done my due diligence. My teeth are tangled today. Well, let's get into my bit anyway. Uh, I'd love to get into and, your bit, Renata. <laughs> and what I found. So if you are uh, looking at this house, the Maystringer house, um, on the internet, you will see a beautifully styled Victorian home, which is in the city of Brooksville, Florida. And uh, they say that it has it's like a gingerbread trimmed Victorian home. It is very pretty. It's very pretty. I would love to own a house that looked like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I guess the thing you don't see about it if you're standing in front of it is that it is supposed to be one of Florida's most haunted spots. Yes. Mm. So I kind of, that was the hook that I thought would lead us down the rabbit hole. Oh, Renata, you should know by now, as soon as they claim it's the most haunted spot, (laughs) that it's all bull dust. Yeah. No, but not necessarily. I I have some information. Mm -hmm. Now, the tragedy about all of this um, and the ghosts is because there were many deaths in this house recorded over the 160 years. And there are at least 
11 different ghosts. Allegedly. So, I'd allegedly, just like to put there because yeah. I have another article that says there's eight ghosts. Oh, there's right. another article that says there's seven ghosts. There you go. Well, pick so, a number. Well, I'd say the, the most woke psychic with the 11 ghosts is obviously the, the proper one. That's right. That's right. Um, and look, these have been identified by many different paranormal groups because it is a paranormal hub. People will go in there um, with their you know torches and K2 meters. Um, and orb machines. <laughs> They're orb machines. <laughs> They're orb machines. Um, Is that the flash finding, on the camera? Finding orbs <laughs> and um, find all of these things. So. Or is it called a duster? Oh, no. It tears them all so. up. They don't like dusters. You get an infestation if you start dusting. <laughs> you will. Oh, dear. So let me just take you back a little bit to um, some of the history of this area. So, did you know that Florida uh, was actually owned by Spain? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I didn't either oh. until I read this. Oh, well, surprise! <laughs> so, Florida uh, was transferred from Spain to the United States in 1821. And when that happened, thousands of people flooded into middle Florida. And the area... Um, was sort of inundated with people who were starting up farms and wanting to uh, produce um, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And stuff. stuff. That's good quality stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's like anything. There was a land grab. Mm-hmm. And so the more money you had, the more money, the more land you could get. Mm-hmm. And it was still around the time when slavery was okay. Yeah. It was never okay, but no, it was no. still allowed. It was Let's put it like it this. Allowed. Yeah, it was allowed. No, slavery was never okay. And that was one of the things that kept on stopping me with this particular story because... Well, this uh, is not our our history, so we're yeah, not know, as aware of the correct way to talk about mm-hmm. it. Like, we know how to talk about our Indigenous people mm-hmm. and how to be respectful, but mm-hmm. sometimes we may think we're being respectable uh, about what happened with slavery, and we may say something that totally balls everything up yeah. and gets That's people true. up in arms. And and there was one article that um, came from the time that oh, was talking about... I can only imagine. Ta- yeah, ta- Mm. And like but it is every part second, of our history. every second word was N, yeah. and I'm going. I, I can't say this. No, I can't. I can't say it. Do you know there are people? Because at the when we were at Maitland Jail the other week, we had the C bomb come out a few times, and they were quite happy to say the C bomb in full out loud. Mm-hmm. But the N bomb came out in three different groups, and they weren't aware of each other saying that. I've never ah. heard the N word come out at uh, at Maitland Jail. That's, never. That's. And nobody wow. was prepared to say the N-word, but they were all perhaps happy to say the C-bomb. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. Mm. So cotton, <coughs> cotton, and I say this because a lot of these big plantations, of course, had slaves. Um, and cotton was the major cash crop in the area. So there were a, a large number of African slaves that uh, worked on these plantations. And this May Stringer House apparently or allegedly had about 50 of them working there. Um, now, it says on the eve of the Civil War in 1860, enslaved persons made up more than half of Middle Florida's population. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yes. yes. So in 1855, there was a gentleman called John L. May who built the first... Was he a guitarist in Queen? 
No. No? Um, who built sort of the first of the houses that were on this particular site. And it was just a four-room home on the plantation with his wife, Marina, and their daughters, Matilda and Annie. Oh, no, James May is in uh, top, top Gear. I'm getting my references I'll keep muddled. going. I'll keep going. I, you always do. So John uh, died of tuberculosis just three oh, years later. Oh, one. Yep. And then Marina uh, remained in the house through the Civil War and she eventually did marry. And she married a Confederate soldier by the name of Frank Saxon. Now, she died giving birth to the couple's child, uh, who was a girl named Jessie May in 1869. And that child died at the age of three. Aww. Ghost number two. So the house was owned later by... But not only did the, the child die at the age of three, but she died giving birth. Yes. Did yes. you say that? Yes. I was obviously very attentive. <laughs> that The house was later owned by Sheldon Stringer um, and his family moved there uh, and lived there for three generations and they expanded the home from four rooms to 14 rooms. That's a, a that's a big extension. Is yeah. that Banoffee Pie coming back at you? Is that... <laughs> We're on a diet, people. We only had half each. <laughs> so Dr. Sheldon Stringer was actually quite an interesting fellow. I had a, a little bit of a check up on him. I hope I hope I'm correct and I have the right stringer. But we'll see. Might have been the one that invented those cheeses that have the, the, <laughs> the string. tri- stringer cheese. No? Oh, I'm in a mood today. Yeah. God help you all. And uh, he lived in this house that was now named for him and for the builder John May, which is very interesting because yeah, that puts Mr. May in two different categories. Now, is is he a builder or is did he actually um, build the house in the first place on the plantation and the owner? Anyway. He's multi-skilling. We've got. We've got Two Mays. Choose whichever one you think is the right one. It may be the right one. Yeah. <laughs> so like many small physicians, Dr. Stringer delivered babies on a short, regular basis. Was he any short? No. Why? You said he was a small physician. Can I get through one sentence, please? No. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about Dr. Stringer was that he used a French invention. Oh, I'm excited. I can feel the titillation coming on. <laughs> and a device, no, this is lovely, um, used to care for premature babies. Oh. And so this was developed by an obstetrician and it was used in Paris in the late 1800s and it was the infant incubator. Oh, wow. Now, this infant incubator was actually looked like something looked like something from a circus act. And people didn't like this whole idea of the incubator at all. And it wasn't popular um, for mainstream doctors. And babies in incubators were actually displayed um, in Coney Island in New York freak shows. (laughs) And the incubators were considered to be non-scientific. What? Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's... That's wrong. My how things change, don't yeah. they? And when you look at the incubator, incubator, incubator? they actually got one in uh, the Stringer house. It looks like a toolbox. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's kind of just I'll made have to of. Put a photo up. It's made of metal, and it, it just kind of just looks like a toolbox. 
Wow. So it must be some sort of a, a heating element or something inside it. But, um, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm. So Dr. Stringer worked to change the viewpoint uh, about this and many other things. So he was kind of really, really woke, I guess, when it comes to a doctor in the 1800s. And um, he wrote many papers and made many addresses to medical societies. So he was kind of a, a good bloke. Um, and the example of an early incubator, like I said, is on display at the Maestringer Museum, and it uses a light bulb to provide heat for the newborn. Oh, it's that's a bit a simple, like chickens. That's, that's as simple as it was. Yeah, like they do with chickens when they're trying to hatch the eggs. So it's it's there is no doubt that he probably saved lots of premature babies, mm-hmm. um, although he had to live with this torment of being said that he's weird and yeah crazy well that's why if people are calling you weird just remember it's the weird ones who create new magic in the world just saying that that's a quote i think we need to put that out there the weird ones make magic in the world okay now also around that time we have this whole issue with slavery and they were on plantations so we are looking at um, white people that have enough money to be able to own acreages and so they also buy slaves and trade slaves um, to work for them and this sort of this bit that I'm going to read now comes from um, an article that appeared in the St Petersburg Times on January the 29th 2007 but it is from uh, an old article that was written back in the Times um, that refers to uh, some of the things that were happening with the slaves at that time. And when a slave owner died, his slaves were valued and often sold to pay his debts. And this frequently meant that families were separated and children were taken from parents and older slaves uh, from caregivers. So, for example, when Sterling McCarthy of Hernando County, and this is part of where the um, May Stringer House is, uh, died in 1861, his will specified that his 17 slaves were to be valued for the benefit of his seven children. So they were commodities. Yeah. Yeah. So antebellum Hernando represented the southern tip of the plantation belt of Florida, The rich, fertile lands of the area gave way to the open spaces of South Florida. As settlers came into the county, they found American Indian fields and pastures ripe for rapid planting. And the first settlers in 1842 bought 59 slaves with them. In 1850, there were many slaves working the farms and plantations in the county, and the area boasted fine plantations with a taxable land valued at $540,000 and slaves valued at $480,000. Oh, my. Oh, wow. By 1860, there were 42 slave owners in the county. Now, just the county. Most were small farmers who held fewer than 10 slaves. However, there were 16 farmers known as planters with as many as 20 to 45 slaves. Now, I mentioned John May at the very beginning and building his small home with the four bedrooms. The first person to build on the May Stringer property. He was one of two large planters. 
uh, and of course his property was in Brooksville and they held the two of them held more than 50 slaves each that's a lot of slaves yeah so collectively these farmers and planters consisted a planter constituted a planter aristocracy in Hernando so few realize that free black people lived in Florida but they were small in number fewer than 1,000 and most lived in larger towns such as Jacksonville <coughs> Key West St Augustine and Pensacola Free black people had, in reality, fewer rights than their enslaved brethren. You wonder how that works. The white population fearing a slave insurrection led by free men of colour passed stringent laws limiting the freedoms of such men. Ah, okay. So while you were a slave, you were a slave, but having free men of colour out and about could have led to insurrection. So, yeah. So they weren't free at all. Weren't free at all. So with the exception of free black property owners during Spanish and British rule, a free black man could not own property or travel within the state without a pass. All free men were required to have a sponsor or guardian. Someone to be, um, Mm. to, I suppose it's almost... um, Answer to if you do something wrong. Well, that's like... So um, you might as well have a master. Yeah. That's very much like the convicts that came out to Australia. Uh, And even when they were um, no longer convicts, um, but had... um, When there were so many here in Australia that they couldn't just sort of do their convict thing, they had to be placed in with uh, settlers, free settlers. It was the same sort of thing. You couldn't go out of your township without a pass Mm -hmm. um, and your owner or the person that looked after you um, had to know how long you were going for and where you were going for, where where you were going to and when you were coming back. Right. So ticket of leave it was called. That's Mm -hmm. the word I was trying to find. You had to have a ticket of leave. Now, I I go back to the slave thing, and I'm sorry for carrying on about this, but um, they have recently found more than um, a few... You're having issues with your computer today, aren't you? I am. It keeps hiding things on you. Yes, yes. That's because I had so much difficulty with this. You haven't Uh, closed your tabs, have you? No. A dozen dozen gravestones are bunched together uh, in the backyard of the Hernando Heritage Museum or the the Maystringer House. So one of the markers memorises Garland Perry, who died in 1953. That's not that long ago. 1953, yeah. 1953, and another bears the names of Hannah and Green... You were 21 by then. ...and Greenleaf Johnson. Oh, oh she just gave me the no, bird. ...who died 19 years apart in the late 1800s, and all the bodies lie somewhere else. The gravestones were stolen from Bayport Cemetery in the 1970s and eventually made their way to the museum in Brooksville, a place that already had a spirited reputation as home to a purported 11 different ghosts. So this is where we're now heading back to the the house. Yes. Yes. And so you've got stolen headstones that are in the front yard of this place, Mm -hmm. which seems very weird to me. That's odd, yes. Yep. Uh, The gravest markers notwithstanding, those who run the museum are convinced that they have their own forgotten cemetery somewhere in the city block-sized property um, of the museum. Ah. So they they reckon that some of the 
slaves that were on the property were actually buried on the property. But oh, they're, probably. But they're, they're, they're not marked. No, they wouldn't back then. Mm. Now, there are other people that are buried on the property, four members of the family that built the uh, Maystringer home. And uh, it's likely to also be the final resting place of, they say, some of the 50 enslaved people who farmed on the land when it was a plantation. Um, They are trying to raise money to find out more information and have people come in and do the detector thing over the land. (laughs) See where they are. That's Um, a metal detector I'm doing. They want to put markers there so that they can tell people um, that part of the history. Honour the dead. Yes. Um, I'm sorry I'm all over the place with this, but this is how this information is all found in in bits and pieces. So um, just one thing that I do have to go back to, there's even a a smaller bit of information even before uh, John May buys the property. There was one owner prior to him. Um, Ooh. That, that was Ooh, there. Oh, your vibrator's going off again, Renata. Uh, that was there uh, before him. And. Um, I, it... I don't think I'm allowed to um, <laughs> disrupt her too much today because she's a little discombobulated. Now, the whole reason they were giving away land was because of. It wasn't just. What a mess. It was back then. It was just such a mess. It was so wrong in so many ways. I know. They're looking at this country and go, oh, look at all this land we yeah. can make money on. It's not it, their freaking land. There were people there before them, yeah. the Native Americans. Yes. So the reason they were putting people in Florida in the first place, they were giving away 160 acres of land to anyone that would come in and move to Florida and cultivate at least five acres so that they could move the Native American Indians off the properties. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowing, isn't it? You imagine somebody landing here in Australia now saying, oh, we're going to give up. Look at all this land. There's so much land here. Let's just give it all away. We're going, excuse me, I'm living here. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, this is my home. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't see you. We'll push you out. Yes. Well, they did that. It's exactly what they did. Yeah, they did that. Huh. It's just, yeah. So there was one gentleman that actually came in at that particular point in time, and I I failed to mention him, and that was Richard Wiggins. And he originally homesteaded the land um, where the house is, and he then sold it to John May, who moved in and built that um, four-bedroom home. Um, And kind of, you know, it, it... changed ownership over the years and then eventually it went to um, the historical museum people, the Hernando County, and uh, they created Do a... Do you hear the drums? I know, Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> I know a dark, was it secluded place <laughs> where no one ever knows your face? You've not heard that? No. A glass of wine, a fast embrace. It's called Hernando's Hideaway Ole. Oh, I didn't even recognise that oh, tune. So, okay. anyway. so in 1980, Thanks. the I Hernando have a in music, Historical Museum Association leased the house. Name the musical that came from. Let uh, us know. And um, in 1985, they purchased it and it then became the first museum in Brooksville and now volunteers 
have completely restored the house with the help of grants to buy materials and they run tours there, day tours and ghost tours, and they are terribly enthusiastic about the place. They love their place. A bit like we love our locations here in Australia. We're very passionate about them and we are... we. We love our ghosts too. Yeah. I, look, I did, as I was um, being bamboozled by all this information, find a couple of things uh, and weird stories about some of the people that live there. But I, I, it's like when you find one little story and you go, where did you get that from? That's a kernel. I, I can't, I can't even follow that through to anything else. Just throw it in the hot oil, Just it becomes kind of, popcorn. I know, to kind of say, well, that could, that could. It could be popcorn. That could be something that I need to mention, but I probably won't because if I do and it's really terribly wrong, it will be terrible of me. But I'm, I'm going to stop now. Jeez, <laughs> you can't. didn't go very far at no, all, did you? No, no, no. Oh, well, look. Didn't I find a plethora of information on this one? Oh, please. Repeated over and over and over. Regale us. Oh, look, I was excited. As soon as I heard it was in Florida, I thought, you know what? I'm going to reach out to my friend in Florida and ask them, have they been to visit there? And could they record what happened? If they could you know, just do an audio clip for me. And I thought, how cool would that be? They've investigated the place. They've had an experience. We're going to get an audio clip of them telling us about what happened. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They've never been. No. 
a big shout out to Sean Porter from Ghost Stop. We love you. Um, and anyone in America, you make sure you buy your gear from Ghost Stop. Sean is creating some amazing stuff at the moment. And if you're in Australia, you buy it from me, ozparatech.com. Uh, anyway, well, that, I thought that would have been really cool to have Sean's little... Because yeah. remember at Halloween, he did those little ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good. Um, all right. So... I found a little article. Uh, now they call about is it the docent or the do, docent? Do, dose, docent, D-O-C-E-N-T. The uh, the know. person that's at the museum. <laughs> this is Bonnie Lee Tornio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tornio said that weird things started happening at the home right away. Now they're talking about the fact that the. Um, they brought this as an extension to the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the restoration volunteers heard footsteps and voices in empty rooms. Workers noticed cold spots, mists and eerie shadows. Mm-hmm. On more than one occasion, the sound of children's laughter. <laughs> I sounded like a kookaburra. <laughs> rang throughout the house, even though kids weren't allowed on the work site. The strange events persist today, even today, with guides reporting moving shadows. Your favourite, glowing orbs of light. I I do like a good orb. Oh, you do like a good orb. Yeah, my husband likes a pair of good orbs down (laughs) someone's shirt. Uh, And the uh, sound of a wailing child, many believe, is Jessie May. Uh A lost spirit calling out for her mama. She never knew. Uh, And Bonnie has heard the wails herself, a sound she describes as chilling. That's about it. I've finished my segment now. No. Oh, you have oh, no. not. Please don't. <laughs> but th- that story that I did at first in the soundscape. That was a good story. It I was love a good the story. finish of and that. I think I read it well. You did? That, that's a true story. And that's mm-hmm. documented as having uh, have have <laughs> Having had happened. Having had happened. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, where somebody did take the doll to get it assessed and then brought it back and the, the furniture was smashed up in the room. And nobody had been up there. Nobody heard a thing. And they say that this was... The the, the child mm-hmm. that did that. Uh, now, there are other reported ghosts. Uh, there, it is a very popular site for paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as you hear there's a ghost in a house, you just got to go. Yeah. Just got to, because you've got to see for yourself. Yes. Uh, and they do say they believe it is one of the most haunted homes in Florida. Uh, now, they say that within the structure, the ghosts include Marina May. Mm-hmm. So John, John May's wife. That's the one that died, that died in childbirth. In childbirth. Yep. Um, and her her second husband loved her to bits. He he absolutely adored her. That was the Civil War. Yeah, um, yeah, and soldier. Uh, yep. He um, was it um, Saxon? Was it yes. Saxon? Frank yes. Saxon? Uh, he had he was grateful that his baby survived and but when she died three years later that just broke him and he left. He left the area. Now there is also. Um, Dr. Stringer's patients apparently still haunt the place. Really? And he wasn't a bad doctor. He no. wasn't one of those hellish ones that like to experiment on you or anything. So yeah. I don't know why they're there. Then there is a shooting victim. Uh-huh. I, I don't know of anyone 
that were shot there. But, you know, I mean, within the area, there was wars and things going on. So, I mean, you could have had soldiers that came in there. Don't you yawn. I'm going to be yawning. They may have, um, you know, if the civil war was happening around them, they could have buried people anywhere. Yeah, they could have. Uh, Then there is another ghost uh, who is a soldier who has hanged himself in the attic. Attic, uh, and I'm going to talk more about that particular ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sounds strange to me. Yes, but... there's a few things I put together on that, which I will show you shortly. Uh, then, uh, right, what else do we have? Oh, there was another one that said that there is a link to the plantation life in Florida, and there's an uh, angry spirit there who is known to curse visitors. Uh, Taps has been there. Mm-hmm. They yes, uh, yep. went and investigated. Uh, I think Amy Bruni's been there recently. I've got a story on that. Ah. See, this is where I've got my information ah. from. Ah. Uh, now, at the house, there is actually a three-ringed binder uh, with documents from some 80 ghost hunting groups that have investigated the house, and they've sent their – I think that's a great idea. They yes. send in their, their, findings. Uh, their findings, and it all goes into a big folder for people to look at. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well done. Uh, I had to look online to see if I could see any photos or any stories or anything from that particular uh, binder, but I could find nothing. Mm. It's very frustrating. There is the Bonnie again said they love it because they know they are going to get evidence. It's like Grand Central Station for ghosts. Now, that's a big claim. It is when there is so little out there that kind of talks about what's going on. Yeah. Now, the Hernando Historical Museum uh, Association... They, they use the fact that this is haunted. It's been declared as one of the most haunted houses in Florida. And they use it for fundraising. Yes. And a lot of the houses that we work in here in Newcastle, through Newcastle Ghost Tours, mm-hmm. are um, they're relying on us to do the same thing for them. That's correct. And a lot of them don't have any other income at the moment because COVID has still knocked them around and they're still trying to get back on their feet. Uh-huh. Uh, and they still have elderly volunteers that can't go out into public situations because COVID is still running riot. Yes. And now we've got true. some other flu that's running around as well. What was that one? Monkeypox. The monkeypox. It's running around as well. Yeah, but you know how that's transmitted. Oh, it's highly unlikely. <laughs> not like we're going to get the it. The elderly will be involved in. Oh, please tell me, this. how do we get it? Is it anal sex or something? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you later. Okay? Oh no, I need to know. Uh, all right, so um... <laughs> we are never going to win an award, Ed. Nope. We are never nope. going to. Win. But we've won the hearts of many people, <laughs> at least. Tens of tens. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of thousands. Millions it will be. I know it will. Uh, All right. Now, hang on. All right. So she just told me while I paused there what it was. And um, I think that's just everyday normal stuff. I don't know. I've got a good chance of getting it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> She's looking at me now with big eyes. Uh, now, there is... I got excited because I found a book. Uh-huh. I tried looking really hard for a book. It's called The May Stringer House, Fet- Florida Frights Paperback Book. It was published in August 22, 2016 by Terry R- Road and Tracy Watts. And I thought, oh, I found it on Amazon. I'm going to get this. And I could I could find one online for... Um, it was $21.00. But, of course, I wasn't going to get it in time for us to record the podcast. I thought, I wonder if I can get it on Kindle. I'll happily download it on Kindle. 
and then I thought, oh, I, I just because I have been caught out before by trying to buy books, and um, then when you get them, you're slightly disappointed. Uh, and I thought, oh, I just have a look at the reviews, and there was two reviews. One was from one of the authors mm-hmm. saying how good it was, and the other was from someone who said uh, this was not what I was expecting. And then I had a little bit more look at the description of the book. It contains 34 pages. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a big read. 34 pages. Remember I said it was $21? Uh-huh. How disappointed would you be if you'd paid $21 <laughs> for 34 pages? And the reading age is 8 to 10. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes it really simple. I would have understood it. <laughs> it would have been right up my alley. No, I looked for, um, yeah, for a book and there's nothing. Now, I found the May Stringer Ghost Tours on Facebook, but they haven't been operating... I think since 2017, I thought, oh, maybe they've got some videos or something that yeah. I can have a look at. And um, they did have videos. They had lots of videos that were all eight hours long. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I love you all very much, but I'm not going to sit through eight-hour videos in the hope of seeing an orb fly past. Um, so then I got on to uh, looking at some of the TV shows. And I found uh, Kindred Spirits, mm-hmm. which I love Kindred Spirits. It's mm-hmm. an awesome TV show. And Amy Bruni and I think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like that. You just, oh, no, oh, well, I've read twins. her book. Twins. I have investigated with Amy at the Stanley Hotel in Estes, Estes, Estes Park. Yeah. Um, so, well, I was in a group of 20 when she was leading it. So I've investigated with her. Um, and they were talking to someone whose name was Autumn. And she was one of the tour guides or the docent or whatever you call it from uh-huh, the museum. Uh-huh. Um and she took them upstairs and, and she decided to, Amy and Adam got her to do like an opening to say, you know, this is Amy and Adam. They're really lovely people. Mm-hmm. They're here to talk to you. And so she's doing this on the stairs and she's looking around and she's saying, and all of a sudden her eyes go really wide and she starts to choke up. Her eyes start to well up with tears. And Amy's going, what's wrong? Well, she, she, I, I have to get, I, I've got to get out of this. I've got to, I've got to go. And um, she's pushing past Amy and Adam, in the middle of filming, she was not faking this, and Amy's going, what's wrong? What's happening? And she's going, I'm being touched. Oh, okay. So she had to get out. And I thought, oh, I've got goosebumps at the thought. But eventually they, they tracked her down, and they, she said that um, there is a trunk in the attic that they believe could possibly be haunted. So they went up and had a look at it, and it was an actor's chest. Mm-hmm. So in the, the olden days, mm. olden days, uh, actors would travel around and do their shows, and they have a big trunk with all their stuff in it. So this was a trunk. Uh and they went up there and they did the Estes method. Now, that's where you put the headphones on, you mm-hmm. listen to the spirit box, call out the words, mm-hmm. and somebody asks questions, they can't hear the questions. Mm-hmm. So as Amy puts the headphones on, she grabbed her wrist and she's going, ow, ow, stop it, stop it, do not touch me. So she was immediately getting touched and grabbed. Uh, in During the spirit box session, Adam is saying... Um, what are you doing? Why Why are you making the, the staff so uncomfortable here? And it came back with something um, uh, like they were happy about it. And then um, they said, you're making them really uncomfortable. And the response was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, and then F you. And then he goes to turn off the, the spirit box. And as he's turning it off, she goes, goodbye. Uh-huh. Wow. So it sounded like whoever was there was very happy. 
that he was upsetting or she was upsetting the staff. Mm-hmm. That's up in the attic, isn't it? Yes. Is that the same ghost that they talk about? Um, Can I, they... I'm going to get back to that one. Okay. I'm going to get back okay. to that one. Okay. All right. Uh, now, they talk about a spirit in all of the um, articles that I read. I'm going to come back to kindred spirits, but I just want to slip this in here now. A, a ghost known as Mr. Nasty. Yes, that's the one I was talking about. I don't know what Mr. Nasty is like, but I know what doing the nasty is like oh. here. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Nasty. Now, I found all of these descriptions of who Mr. Nasty was, and I'm just going to read them to you. An angry spirit known as Mr. Nasty. There's no proof that Mr. Nasty exists. He's said to be a soldier who hanged himself in the attic after learning of his fiance's infidelity. Uh-huh. This betrayal reportedly caused Mr. Nasty to hate women. And one team of ghost hunters had to cut their investigation short after women in the group became violently ill. Uh-huh. Right, now I'm going to go to another description. An angry <clears throat> spirit known as Mr. Nasty who has said to curse visitors. Hmm. Now I'm going to another description. An angry spirit called Mr. Nasty, who apparently a shooting victim of Dr. Stringer's, and he can be quite active now and then, and supposedly hung himself in the attic after his wife cheated on him years ago, and now he does not tolerate women in the house. So there we've combined a few little ideas into one big Uh nasty thing. Uh Um, There's another one that says, an angry spirit that's been dubbed Mr. Nasty dwells on the third floor. Of the attic. Uh, and then we've got this one. Some of the patients of Dr. Stringer, the victim of a mysterious shooting and a particularly unpleasant spirit known as Mr. Nasty, a former soldier who killed himself in the attic on the property, is said to make female visitors to the house feel unwell and at least one group has had to leave the premises after encountering him. Now, there, there seems to be the whole thing about the females. That's mm-hmm. definitely there. Uh, but... It also says there there is no proof. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Uh-huh. Let's go back to Adam and Amy on Kindred Spirits. Okay. So, back up in the attic, Adam also starts to get touched and felt. Uh, and they think that they know who it is because they go to the historical society and start to look at the people who have lived in the house. And they look up Frank Saxon and they find a little bit of dirt on Mr. Saxon, who loved his wife, Marina, who died in childbirth. Right. Renata did ask me, did I find dirt? And I said, yes. So in the area, so remember this is the Confederates, yeah? Yes. Uh, And um, there was a couple in the area that were a mixed race couple. Yes. Which in those days... Oh, that would have been a big... Big, no, no. 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 Uh, So the minister who married them all of a sudden turned up murdered. Dead. Mm -hmm. Dead as a doornail. Mm -hmm. Now, apparently Frank Saxon was implicated in this with a group of men that they think Mm. strung the minister up for marrying this couple. Well, they they killed him somehow or other. I don't know how he died. yeah, yeah. But straight after they were uh, accused of killing the minister, the courthouse burnt down. Yes. 
the, the you know where they would have gone to court should they have been yes uh, sentenced or tried. Mm-hmm. Um, so they seem to think that the nasty spirit is Mr. Saxon. So no. Well, let's let's go on. Then Chip. I love Chip. I love Chip Coffee so much. They brought Chip in and, of course, he knows nothing about what's happened. He does the whole uh, most haunted part of what's what's his face that he used to be there. Uh, The Mary Loves Dick guy. Um, I can see his face and I can know his name. It's on the tip of my tongue and you're all yelling it at me through your speakers on that you're listening to us on the podcast. What Akora, Derek Akora. So the whole idea is you go in blind, you don't know the history of the the building, and they take him up the attic, and he's saying, um, "There is someone here who wants to block what you're doing," uh, and they're saying, "Leave us the f alone, leave our secrets alone." And he felt like it was attached to an object of some form or other in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone's been mentioning this trunk. Uh, originally, that trunk was kept in the communications room. And they used to have a lot of activity in the communications room where there were uh, old radios and telephones and um, Morse code machines and things like that. Uh, so they moved that trunk up into the attic and all of a sudden there was activity in the attic. So Amy and Adam, clever little beans they are, said, well, let's move it back down to the communications room and see if we get any activity down there. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. And then they uh, did the Estes method down in the communications room. And they're, they're saying, what's wrong with you? What, why are you doing this sort of thing? They're going, long ago, it's too long. Um, and this was a great idea. The tour guide that got upset that um, was being touched, they got her to record some questions. And instead of her being there and being upset and distressed, they just played the questions back on their phones yeah. during the Estes method. So Amy's on the headphones uh, uh, and Adam plays it. And the question that she asked was, why do you like to scare me? And it came back, I'm sorry. And then at that moment, Amy got touched again. And they got very irritated and then uh, as as she came off the headphones and she said that was just awful, it was really awful. She said this, and this is something we bring up in our investigations as well. Sometimes spirits don't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. Now, does this mean it's a demonic spirit, Renata? No, no. It's just a pissed off spirit. Yeah. Something's happened. We get pissed off. We want to be left alone. Yeah. We don't want anyone prodding us for information that we don't want to give. Yeah. Is is this the the, the Frank Saxon uh, who, was that his name? Someone Saxon, uh, who may have had part in killing a minister and has um, embarrassment and is held here because of that? Or is it somebody that he loved has was it scorned him? I'm going to say spurned him. I don't know where that would come from. Or you know, it's it's really hard to think if if you say that he loved his wife so much, um, how there was a, a different side to this person, um, and he had then committed or been part of committing such a an, 
a diff- a terrible crime. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But I really love Adam and Amy's investigation techniques to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. A couple of really cool things there. We can yeah. learn as paranormal investigators. Yeah. Yeah. I really recommend her book too. If you've anyone wants to read a really good book, it's so um, easy to read, good stories, and a lot of good learning in there. So the book by Amy Bruni. Can't remember the name of it. Uh, now. They did have some static cameras set up, some CCTV, and they showed it to the lovely lady the next day. And they had the trunk in the room, still in the communications room. And partway through the night, this, it's not an orb, it's um, like a a patch of light is the only way I could describe it. Um, A bit like when uh, a light would hit a fly screen and it's sort of illuminates an area that's uneven but you can still see there's definitely something on it mm-hmm. uh, and it sort of moves across the wall towards the trunk and then dissipates hmm. that that was wow. really interesting mm-hmm. uh, and so what they did is they said to the lady what we want you to do to combat this negative energy is to write really positive things of your life or about the museum or about who do you think that person was, write a positive note and pop it into the trunk. Oh. And fill that trunk with positivity to negate the negativity attached to it. Mm-hmm. I've got goosebumps. And the things that have been said about it yeah. for so long. Maybe. And we've, we've found this, that that there are some spirits that are given this dreadful persona mm-hmm. Um, because of a story or something that's happened. And then this spirit has to deal with these consistent um, attacks. No wonder they're angry. Well, it's like these dickhead, what is it, the um, demonologists and um, exorcists that have no training whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They just see the title on TV and they go, that's what I am. I'm a demonologist. I'm against all these demons. I'm going to fight the good fight for God and Jesus. And I'm going to be a demonologist. Renata's cringing. Oh, what a little bit of a rant on this at the moment. Check it out, TikTok. Um, and I forgot what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they, they go on about all of this stuff. And then they go into a house where grandma's trying to get your attention to say... Um, You've, you've got a health issue that you need to deal with and yeah. they keep waking you up during the night saying, yeah. you've got a health issue, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. And then these dickhead people going, oh, you've got a demon. You've got to exorcise that shit out of your house. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's grandma. Mm-hmm. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to push that um, language button on yep. this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, we got to put a warning on this one. Oh, hey, look, I could have said much worse. You I was very have. refrained. You could have. Dickhead and shit's okay. Um, but, yeah, it's this is this really difficult situation where um, obviously something is in the attic or someone is in the attic and um, the, he, he has been labelled as Mr Nasty. This has been going on for a number of years. And, you know, the more dirt you throw, some of it's eventually going to stick. Yep. Um, and, you know, if whether you own it or not. Yeah. And if anything happens then that is similar at all to what you have then called him, like being touched, all of a sudden that that's 
you know, inappropriate. Yeah. There's, there's kind of touching and touching. Yeah. Um, but if you feel You've scared. You've experienced both, haven't you? <laughs> if you feel really scared, then any sort of contact will make you feel uh, even more scared. And anything that happens that's, that makes you feel uncomfortable is attributed to Mr. Nasty. Yes. Yeah. Poor bugger. I'll go over and say hello to him. Well, look, that actually brings me the, to the end of my uh, notes that I had on the uh, the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sort of ended up being an interesting little yarn anyway. So mm-hmm. thank you for picking it. I know you're a bit worried about it, but I actually enjoyed the the little tangled web that that became. Mm. So, so you know, in, in the roundabout of things, we have many layers, and that's what's tail. happening in Florida. You've got many layers. You've many got, layers like a shallot. Yep, you've got... <laughs> Okay. Uh, You've got the land takeover and the Native American Indians being shoved out. You've got slavery coming through and people kind of being forced to go onto that land. Yes, they're given um, acreages, but they are well and truly out of their depth um, in that area. They don't belong in that area. They've they've come to settle um, and to grow cotton. Um, They have slaves. Um, They're they're certainly not treating the slaves that they have there well. They're slaves, so you know they're not treating them properly. Um, then you have the the poor slaves themselves who are in trauma. Um, you have these people living on these plantations, and they get unwell, and so they have no one there to people help and assist die them. Dying in childbirth all the time. Dying in childbirth, all of this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, many layers of residual yeah. energy there. So, is it a true haunting? I don't know. I'd. Um, look, I'd, I'd say it has the potential. It has the potential, but, but whether it's a, it's the hauntings of those that they're mentioning. Yeah. I would like to know more about Mr. Nasty. I would like yeah. to get to know them. But if they have started doing this, um, it's almost like a spell to dissipate the negative energy, mm-hmm. then he may not be there anymore. He may have calmed down yeah. and moved on. But uh, it is a place I would definitely go and visit, even if it's just to get some photos, because it's beautiful, mm. absolutely beautiful. And Sean, go and get yourself over there and tell us if it's haunted or not. We want to know. Thank you guys for being here this week on the True Hauntings podcast. Please share it around with all your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Get your fix of Anne and Renata. Don't forget Spooky Sunday's podcast as well. Love yous all. See you on the dark side. And don't forget, stay spooky. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.